This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 18th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity. I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan Wink. How you doing this morning, Ryan? Oh, I'm doing great. A little sad that uh, Tony, Billy can't be here, but I feel like, you know, this is our this is our home alone, our risky business moment. <laughs> this is it's you and I, man. Let's do this. Yeah, just the two of us. We we can make it if we try. Yeah, you building and castles, <laughs> <laughs> building. Yeah, no, that's your part, Mr. <laughs> Golden Voice. Building castles in the sand. Is that where you're going with that? I. Is it building castles in the sand or in the sky? Ooh, good question. I don't know. Call in topic. There you go. <laughs> Call now. No. So we just, you know, just kicking off the show. But uh, one of the, and the story I pulled up is perfect for having you as my uh, solo co-host today. Um, you have been to Australia. You spent some time down there. And uh, for somebody who's never been there, you hear about the sort of ramped up horrors that Australia has, you know, where we've got like black widows, they have tarantulas the size of a basketball. Um, Have you run into anything when you were down in Australia that uh, would just scare the living daylights out of most Americans? Um, not personally. I mean, I did see some snakes and some crazy creatures, but my friend, I at one point I lived in the basement of my friend's house. It was like this big room, but it was like sandstone. And I was always scared of spiders. And my my friend, he told me kind of, he's like, he's like, me nan always told me to check your sheets every night before you go to sleep. Just make sure there's no spiders. <laughs> so every night before I would go to sleep, I would check my sheets to make sure there was no spiders. Apparently, I don't know if that's a every Australian thing, but uh, Jared Simpson's nan told him to check for spiders every night, so that's what I did, too. Did you ever come across any in your bed? Luckily, no. Good. I hate spiders. Oh, I'm the same way. You know, that that's that's my biggest phobia, and uh, a couple of years ago, you know, through northern Nevada, we have the tarantula migration, and in our front yard, oh. there was one probably about that big, and it was just massive and wanted nothing no, that- to do with it. Yeah, they're scary. They're scary critters. But Australia, I remember hearing, maybe we could get some audio for it at some point. We could do an Australia story. But there's a song. It's, it goes like, come to Australia. You might accidentally get killed. 
<laughs> I don't doubt that. For the longest time, I wanted to visit, and then you hear about giant snakes and toilets and all of those things, and then you know this is just something else to put on top of all that. And uh, there's a comedian who had a bit that uh, it was basically about, uh, you know, this is something that you really only ever see in movies. You know, you were always worried about it as a kid, but it never really happens in real life. Well, I guess in this case it does. So Quicksand on Tasmania's West Coast claims untold numbers of animals and vehicles. Seeing a horse and rider swallowed by Quicksand is a moment Eunice Atkins will never forget. Quote, the horse went down up to its ears. In one hit, it just went whump and disappeared. It is one of many encounters Miss Atkins has had with quicksand on the west coast of Tasmania, a renowned hotspot for the hazard. This particular encounter ended with both man and beast quickly retrieved, but hundreds of quicksand experiences uh, here have not ended so well. For many people, quicksand is confined to the screen in films like Jumanji and the Princess Bride, but it is a very real and not even rare geomorphical, no, geomorphological, that's a long word, feature, uh, explains consulting ge- uh, geologist John McDougall. It occurs wherever the fine sand at the bottom of a gently flowing river or stream has water flowing not only over it, but through it. Um, aside from spiders and snakes, have you ever run into quicksand when you were in Australia? I never have, and that would be a terrible occurrence to befall you. Oh, and I don't even have the board pulled up. <laughs> That's all right. I should have no, expected it. I've, I've, ne- I've never encountered quicksand. I uh, It kind of seems like that thing in the movie, that kind of not real thing, but right. wow. Tasmania. Australia is just a dangerous place, natu- naturally speaking. Well, and it's probably why, you know, Great Britain sent their prisoners there. They figured... <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's sort of like a uh, uh, Hunger Games type island where they just send their prisoners and they can duke it out to the end. <laughs> but beautiful beaches, beautiful beaches, filled with great white sharks, of course. <laughs> I was surfing one time and I saw a silhouette of what I thought might be a shark. It ended up being a dolphin, but I quickly got out of the water that is still terrifying it's still terrifying you don't want to see that type of silhouette in the wave (laughs) and quicksand is one of those things where you know i figure that'd be one of the worst ways to die you know you you figure drowning your lungs fill with water okay yeah that would be unpleasant but your lungs filling with sand oh not not fun especially that moment your arms get trapped and you realize there's there's no way out save a bloody rescue. Yep, nothing you can do about it. Oh, so yeah. uh, this segment sponsored by the uh, Australian Tourism Board. <laughs> but uh, in any case, it is a Thursday. Let's talk about today's show. The third day, all right? Monday, one day. Tuesday, two day. Wednesday, when, huh? What day? Thursday. <laughs> the third day, Okay. We have another great show lined up for you. Ryan is here with Florida Man. We have a segment I call Highly Social. Our call-in topic is Movies That Made You Cry. We have another installment of the Phoenix Tank Kickstarter gadgets that we'll see if we would uh, invest in. And up next, uh, even though Tony's not here, he's uh, lost the singularity, I'll be taking us through the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 18th. Now, we like interacting with you guys, the listeners, and that's why we've set up a a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line called the Phoenix Line, where you guys can call in, give us input on anything that we may be talking about. Uh, You can rant, rave, really do whatever. Just keep it entertaining. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. We will compile those together, put them out in a future show, um, you know, when we have enough for a full segment's length. Well, as I mentioned at the top of the show, Tony is not here today, but I'm going to go ahead and take us through today's entertainment news. First up, uh, stars. The uh, cable network is developing a new comedy series titled East Wing with Deborah Messing attached in the lead role. The series hails from writers and creators Allie Wentworth, if you remember um, Mad TV, she was from that, and Liz, Liz Tuchilo, with Wentworth also set to star alongside Messing. The show is inspired by Wentworth's mother, who served as a social secretary in the White House during Ronald Reagan's presidency in the 1980s. It tells the story of Hollis Carlisle, a hostess extraordinaire who juggles her threatened husband, rebellious children, Nancy Reagan's chief of staff, and a crippling social anxiety disorder. Allie will reoccur as Hollis's best friend, Kelly Forbes, a stay-at-home mom who is threatened by her friend's success. Um, are you a big fan of Deborah Messing, Ryan? Oh, she's good. One uh, movie that came to mind that I loved her in was, uh, what was it, with Ben Stiller? Along Came Polly. Along Came Polly. Yes, you're not for scuba Ruben. <laughs> it's funny you said yeah. that. We just watched that two nights ago. Oh, that movie's amazing. Oh, That's uh, so much Frank fun. Azar- Hank Azaria. Yep. <laughs> you, so good in that. You for scuba? You're not for scuba, Ruben. It's like the story of the hippopotamus. <laughs> I love Hank Azaria. He has the best characters. So good. So good. Um, and Stars is actually, they, they've got a lot of good stuff. I actually pay for that one. Hey. And, uh, no DM needed. No DM needed. I got it to see Brewster's Millions. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, totally. So good. I had never seen it. And I started watching it at a friend's. Didn't finish it. So I got stars just so I could finish it because it was on there. <laughs> but there's a lot of good movies on, on stars. There are. There are. And then Deborah Messing, she was great uh, in the first season of. Um... No, it wasn't her. I was going to say American Horror Story. That was the other redhead actress from uh, Friday Night Lights. So, oh, uh, she's yeah, that was great. I'm, I uh, that was the one season of American Horror Story that I watched all the way through. The others are and worth watching if you get a chance. I just don't want to be alone when I do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they can get freaky. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure, yeah. No, uh, Deborah Messing, Will and Grace. Yes. Will and Grace, uh, I'm not super familiar with uh, much she's done outside of that besides uh, Long Game Polly, but uh, <laughs> still a good role. Absolutely. All right, moving on. A uh, Another Spike Lee joint is coming. HBO sets filmed version of David Byrne Broadway show for 2020. So Spike Lee is currently basking in some of the best film reviews of the year for his Vietnam War epic, 
The Five Bloods, which launched June 12th on Netflix and rocketed to the top of the streamer's most watched chart, but that won't be the only new Spike Lee joint released in 2020. HBO has announced it has picked up the rights to release a filmed version of the director's Broadway show, David Byrne's American Utopia, later this year. The film is a recording of the musician's eponymous Broadway show in which he performs songs alongside 11 other musicians from around the world. Now, uh, when I say David Byrne, do you know uh, who that is, Ryan? I don't. David Byrne was the lead singer of the Talking Heads from the 1980s. Okay. He was the yep. guy who wore that oversized uh, suit jacket all okay, the time. Okay, yep. And uh, not much of a singer, but like more of like a spoken word, melodical, and... Uh, you know, apparently he's found success on Broadway, and uh, Spike Lee is bringing that version to HBO. Wow! Did you? I saw the. I didn't watch the Five Bloods, but I saw that it was on there. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. I, in fact, I added it to my queue a couple days ago, and uh, you know, trying to get through everything I want to watch in all of the streaming services is a little tough, but I'll get there eventually. It's not a little tough. It's it's impossible, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> everything. There's just not enough time in the day. There's really not. Yeah, it makes you long for the days when there was 13 channels on TV and you just turned on whatever was the best of the 13. Or you just uh, went to the video store, picked out those two movies, and you watched those two movies. (laughs) (laughs) I always had the issue when going to Blockbuster that before I went to Blockbuster, it's like, oh, I want to see this movie. And I'd walk in the door, see all of the other titles, and forget totally what i went there to get and uh usually walked away with something different it's it's option paralysis and uh i think that's affecting most people these days like i was scrolling the other day and my friend's like no this is that's my movie i just i just look at things for an hour and then i'm like okay i'm good (laughs) i got to see some nice pictures read a couple synopsises watched a few trailers and uh an hour just flew by yeah and it's easy to do you know, super easy and you make a mental note like oh, yeah i might come back to that one you never do no if you don't put it on your list you forget i i try i'll have like two i'll be like oh this one this one i'm like just put it on your list otherwise it'll get lost in the shuffle exactly uh now moving on ryan are you a fan of the award shows oscars emmys golden globes those sorts of things no <laughs> <laughs> i am not to be I, blunt for no for the, I don't know, it feels like a big uh, ego stroke fest. I'd have to say in the late 80s, early 90s, they were far better than they've been recently when you had like Billy Crystal hosting and, and Robin Williams and, uh, you know, some really great hosts. And they, they really ramped up the entertainment factor of the awards uh, as opposed to being a four hour just self gratiation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... I don't know. I've never really been into them just in general, but my mom, my mom loves them. Um, if she's listening, she does listen to the show. Mom, I know you do enjoy those, but no, nah, never been my thing. Okay. Well then your mom will be happy to know that Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> will return to host the 72nd Emmy awards on ABC, the network and television Academy announced on Tuesday. This marks the third time Kimmel has hosted the Emmys, following the 64th event in 2012 and the 68th in 2016. The primetime Emmy telecast will take place as planned on Sunday, September 20th at 8 p.m., 
But beyond that information about the telecast producer or how the show will look in these pandemic times will still be announced at another date. So uh, they've made the announcement of when and who is hosting, but we don't know much beyond that. Like you, Ryan, I I just don't watch anymore. I, I can't handle the, the just the endless rants and people talking about things that are non-entertainment based when they're winning awards for entertainment. So. You know what I do like is watching uh, R- Ricky Gervais's uh, bits. <laughs> <laughs> he he does a good job of uh, roasting people and uh, people. And they keep bringing them back. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So they like it. Now, that would be fun if award shows were full on roasts. I'd watch that. Oh, I'd tune into it. I love, I love roasts, too. Oh, the roasts are I- the best. The roasts are so good. (laughs) All right. Moving on to movie news. As coronavirus cases spike all over the country, studios are playing release date musical chairs once again. As Tony uh, reported earlier in the week, Wonder Woman 1984 director Patty Jenkins hotly anticipated superhero sequel starring Gal Gadot as the title Amazon Warrior is shifting from August 14th to August 2nd moving yet another big flick out of what's left of 2020 summer movie season. Uh, We know Tenet is opening July 30th, but the new James Bond movie, No Time to Die, has been moved up five days from November 25th to November 20th. Uh, Are you a Daniel Craig James Bond fan? Um, I like him. I'm not a a huge Daniel Craig fan. Uh, James Bond fan. I mean, I, I think he did a great job, but is, is it him in the new flicks? It is. So this is uh, reportedly the last one with him in it. It's sort of a continuation of the last movie, Spectre. And uh, I've been looking forward to this one. It was supposed to be out already, but obviously with everything going on, that's just not the case. Wait, did you say they moved it up, though? Yeah, so what they did was they originally moved it back to November 25th and then uh, decided at some point that they were going to move it up five days to November 20th. I, what, <laughs> I wonder why the five-day push-up in November. My guess is it has something to do with the Thanksgiving uh, holiday weekend. Oh, is okay. That so, would make sense. Yeah, maybe yep. it can show bigger numbers or... Whatever it might be, but uh, yes. A day where families like to bond. Exactly. Bond. I know, I know. Bond. Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) There we go. Woo! (laughs) All right. Well, we've got about a minute left, so let's go ahead and hit those celebrity birthdays. All right, in Celebrity Birthdays, the late movie critic, Roger Ebert, would have, uh, does not say what age he would have been, so don't know. You have American rapper Trippy Red. Are you familiar with Trippy Red? I am familiar. I am familiar. <laughs> we have drummer for a band that I'm, is not listed on here, Josh Dunn, turning 31. Paul McCartney turned 77. The 70, I saw 78. This one says 77, so... Look, look, mine says 78, all right? And I know my sources for history have tended to be better than yours. We'll we'll go with yours. We'll we'll say 78. (laughs) Thank you. you. (laughs) British actor Jeremy Irvine, 29. Blake Shelton, 43. Macklemore, rapper, 36. You have Richard Madden, Scottish actor, 33. Willa Holland, actress, 28. And Isabella Rossellini, 
at 67. That does it for today's birthday and entertainment news. Folks, when we come back, we've got uh, Ryan with Florida Man. Don't go anywhere. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 18th. Now, we are available all over social media. Some of you are even watching on Facebook Live or YouTube Live as we speak. And we are also available on the AUN TV network, which is 15 TV stations. Read Brick rebroadcast us each and every night uh, across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm available at facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K, Phoenix with an F, Radio with an R, or on Instagram at Christian Phoenix. Tony, when he is not in the singularity, is available at facebook.com forward slash Tony dot San Filippo, that's S-A-N-F-I-L-I-P-P-O dot nine four, or on Instagram at Tony dot San Filippo eighty one. And Ryan is available at Facebook.com forward slash Ryan dot wink or on Instagram at names wink. Now it is Thursday. It is Thursday, right, Ryan? Yeah. Yes. Everything's just day. sort of blurring together. <laughs> but as we do each and every Thursday, Ryan is gonna go ahead and take us through uh stories from America's Penis, Florida. Yes, we're talking Florida, man. Oh, good for you. (laughs) That's right. It's Thursday. This is one of my favorite segments. We get to have a look at some Florida crooks, and uh, we get to see some of the the brightest bulbs down there in America's Penis, man. (laughs) And, and, And this one's funny, this first one. Um, there's been a lot of stories involving food. A guy beating his dad with a piece of pizza and attacking his girlfriend with cheeseburger. Big Mac now, slap. The, 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 the old Big Mac slap, man. All down there in Tallahassee, man. I got it around, bro. <laughs> this one, <laughs> the headline is Florida man arrested after argument over cheesesteak. People get into fights over the strangest things sometimes. We can't quite explain why such silly things set these assailants off, but once they're angry, there's no stopping them. One of the more bizarre fights that a person has had was over the type of bun used in a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. (laughs) A Florida man reportedly got aggressive while at a flea market in Odessa because the cashier had used a sesame seed bun for his food order. No. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Things got so heated that police had to be called to the scene. With the customer eventually arrested on a misdemeanor charge, he was soon released on a $100 bail, though presumably he wasn't allowed to go to the flea market again. Talk about a big mistake. Mm. <laughs> you used... <laughs> Man, you bet you sesame seeds on this thing? <laughs> to be fair... A cheesesteak should never be on a sesame seed bun. So I, I get where the guy's coming from. Probably not the best way to handle it, but uh, you know what? I'm not going to say he was wrong. <laughs> wow. Probably not the best way to handle it. <laughs> All right. Hey, 
Man, you're not, you're gonna skip that uh, Australia vacation. Head on down to Florida, man. There you go. All right, here's another good one. Florida man tattoos Black Widow spider on his face. They say that if you of want course. to overcome your fears, you should face them head on. It definitely makes sense, although it's not the easiest thing to do. It's all well and good telling someone who's afraid of heights to go skydiving, but once they're up there, they're not going to find it easy to jump down. Once, one Florida man decided that the best way to deal with arachnophobia was to have a massive black widow tattooed on his face. However, it wasn't him that was afraid of spiders. No, he did it for everyone else out there who hates arachnids. He wanted to see how people would react to his new tattoo, although the response he got from others was mixed. And by mixed, I'm guessing they meant not good. I heard his mother was be spider self. <laughs> my, my guess is the mix were reactions were a mix of people saying that was dumb and the other people like, oh, yeah, that looks good. I don't know, dude. Maybe we should. I, I'm going to send you a picture of this. Please. And it is. It's his entire cheek. Seriously? It is. Oh, man. It oh. is. That was a terrible decision. <laughs> Way to go, a hole. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, the face tat, like, terrible face tattoos. I mean, the subtle ones. Okay. But when you get it, I mean, the dude has a huge black widow on the side of his face. Well, and unless you're a rapper, probably not the best idea, just in case you need to get a job down the line. No, this is, even as a rapper, this is not a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the subtle Post Malone always tired under the eyes? Oh, no, that's very subtle. That is very subtle. That that was a terrible tattoo as well. Yeah. That was, man, come on, Post. (laughs) Come on, man. We expect more I'm always tired, too. He just wants to let everybody know. (laughs) Here's another good one. Florida man shoplifts chainsaw by sticking it down his pants. (laughs) I got a bad feeling about this. (laughs) That's terrible. I'm going to let that sink in. Florida man shoplifts chainsaw by sticking it down his pants. (laughs) Is that a chainsaw in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) It's definitely a chainsaw. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Plenty of people like to try their luck stealing from one store or another. Some of them go for the small stuff like candy, while others try to get away with cell phones or tablets. Occasionally, these crimes are successful, but more often than not, the perpetrators get caught. One person who fell into the latter category was a Florida man in his late 20s. The guy figured he could make off with a chainsaw of all things, so he stuffed it down his pants and ran for the exit. When one of the employees gave chase, he ditched the chainsaw and disappeared into the woods. However, he, he returned later for the stolen item and was promptly arrested as a result. <laughs> Man, even as robbers go, this guy was a hack. Oh. He'll, he'll definitely be on the chain gang after that one. <laughs> you ever see the video of uh, the guy being frisked for shoplifting by the cop? because they figured that he stole, like, a bottle of wine, and they grab it, and the guy's like, no, that's my uh, unit. <laughs> I did see that. I did see that's that. That's both terrifying I, and impressive all at the same time. <laughs> right? Uh, uh, man, that security guard had a story to tell when he went home for oh, dinner. 
<laughs> oh, do we have time for more, buddy? We do. Probably about two more. Okay. All right. If you have This them. is a good one. Okay. Oh, I got them. Oh, right. I got them. <laughs> Drunk Florida man tries to use taco as ID. <laughs> well, the fact that you said drunk and then Florida man is sort of an oxymoron, but uh, using a taco as an ID, that's prime. That's Yeah. Here, how often have you been asked for your idea? <laughs> idea. I get asked for my ideas all the time. <laughs> Here's a good one. Use a taco as an ID. All right. How often have you been asked for your ID only for you to then realize that you don't have it? This is never a great situation to be in because it usually leads to things like being denied entry or drinks. That's one way to quickly ruin a night. Unfortunately, if you don't have your ID around, there's not too much you can do. Well, not unless you're Florida, man. <laughs> one guy reportedly tried to use a taco as his ID after passing out at a Taco Bell drive. The man had apparently been dr apparently been drinking steadily. Apparently, <laughs> before heading to the restaurant, I I like that they even call it the restaurant. Right? <laughs> Can you, I'm sorry. This isn't Can demolition, you man. It's not uh, you know fine dining. Wow! Before heading to the restaurant, so it's no wonder he struggled to comply with the cops. Of course, they didn't see the funny side of the situation. That's all they wrote. But I got to imagine they came up. He was passed out. They asked for ID, and he pulled out his Taco Supreme. <laughs> Now, when you started talking about it, the only thing I pictured was him opening his wallet and pulling the taco out of the wallet to show. <laughs> you know, if you, if you ask that guy what uh, his favorite kind of meat. No. All right. Let me let me rephrase this. I want to get this pun right. OK. <laughs> what the cop walked up and he's like, he gave him the ID. And the cop was like, what kind of meat is that? And the. <laughs> The guy was like, carne asada. <laughs> I think you. I think the buildup was better than the actual payoff there. <laughs> I think either one of those deserved crickets. <laughs> Both the buildup and the very weak uh, payoff. All right, we got time for one more? We do. Florida man threatened to destroy town with army of turtles. Seems reasonable to me. <laughs> what animals would you want on your side if you were going to take down an entire town? Turtles probably wouldn't be your first choice, unless, of course, you're Florida man. <laughs> One guy from the Sunshine State reportedly threatened to unleash an army of the creatures on Indy Atlantic. The man in his 60s didn't give any reason for why he and his turtles would bring about a reign of terror. The picture of this guy is amazing, too. <laughs> you got to send me that one, too. However, he seemed very insistent that they were collectively going to destroy the coastal town. While witnesses weren't necessarily afraid of the turtles, they were concerned about the lengths that Florida man would go to. So they called the cops, and he was swiftly arrested for disturbing the peace, among other things. That's beautiful. Do you think that uh, he chose turtles just in case the uh, opposition des decided to uh, shell them? <laughs> well, well done, my friend. Well done. I uh, When I hit the drums on the turtle story, I got a master splinter in my hand. Ooh. Nice Ninja from Turtle the, reference. From, from the drumstick. 
There you go. Because it's made of wood. Ah, look at that. You get it? The diving a little deep. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, I dive deep. <laughs> I dive real deep. Well, as always, Florida man stories, they never disappoint. When we come back, we've got a segment titled Highly Social. Trust me, you won't want to miss this. Folks, stay with us. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 18th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us. Click on the shows and podcast links, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show, and you can get all of the audio and video you need there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, uh, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, so many more. While you're there, be sure to subscribe, leave a uh, message, or nope, leave a review, and uh, tell your friends, sharing is caring. So in this next segment, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, cannabis. Cannabis in most states is legal now, uh, either recreationally or medically. And, uh, you know, unlike alcohol where people can get uh, very belligerent, you know, cannabis can cause uh, either profound thoughts or what you think are profound thoughts in the moment. And uh, some people have taken to social media to express those profound thoughts. And so I'm titling this segment Highly Social. Nice. Aptly named, sir. Aptly named. All right. So kicking it off, somebody on Twitter writes, I am so high in Trader Joe's, I forgot the word strawberry. So I just said that red bitch with freckles. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, clerk. Can you please point me to that red bitch with freckles? Uh, (laughs) Aptly named. Oh, I was dying when I was going through these originally. Oh, wow. That's that's good. That is, that is a good a one. Prof- you know, they uh for forgetting the name of the berry, they described it. I would have been like strawberries. Oh, totally. Yeah. That red pitch with pickles. <laughs> All right. This next uh, one uh on Instagram. So my brother got high and bought unsliced bread told his ass to cut it, and this is what he does. So you've got a loaf of bread. Instead of cutting it as you normally would, he cut it long ways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It slapped a bunch of meat in the middle, called it a day. Yeah, You ever ever been to those, like, New York-style delis where? Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a layer. It's like four inches of meat. Yeah, it's like this big, and oh, so good. I mean, he was probably... Okay, let's be honest. Uh, you do get this thing called the munchies when you smoke the, the cannabis. No. Yeah, ever heard of it? So maybe. <laughs> maybe he was loaf hungry. Hey, hey, actually, it's a great way to make your own footlong sandwich. That, yeah, that, that might be a, that might be a, is that a foot? That's probably a probably, 14, yeah. 15 incher. Ooh. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> 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 the only problem with that is it wouldn't fit in the toaster. Would it not? Half at a time? No. It, oh, I was thinking of my toaster oven. 
the toaster definitely would not fit. So no. You are, you are correct. And you would probably need a big toaster oven. Yes. I don't know. Mine might be capped at a foot. But uh, <laughs> Here's I don't what, know. Let's, okay, yeah, go, go on, sir. Here's one. You ever forget the name of something that's just not coming to you? I'm asking you in, in general. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. That red bitch with freckles. There you go. So in this one, a uh, tweeter puts... Okay, help, I'm stoned. I want to listen to Africa by Toto, but I can't remember who sings it. I The answer is Weezer, <laughs> by the way. Wow. <laughs> wow, the answer's in question, man. <laughs> uh, it's funny. It reminds me, I went to a um, uh, Reno Aces game last year, and they were playing the original Africa by Toto, and some kids walking by were like, Oh my God! Somebody already covered this Weezer song. Oh my! Wow! Yeah, yeah! Wow! Yeah. Kids, right? Kids these days. <sighs> kids these days. Can you believe we're already those people? I know. Kids, <laughs> the kids these days. Doesn't like? I feel like we just graduated high school. <laughs> but I, li- I seriously like feel that in my core, in my, with my whole being. Like these kids these days. Well, it's funny, when I was younger, I was like, you know what, I'm going to be that cool dad who, who gets everything, and, you know, I, I'm not going to be like, you know, these old guys, get off my lawn, and now I find myself being that guy. We we all do that. I did. I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I'm going to be the coolest grown-up, and admittedly, I am, but <laughs> I'm still kind of a disgruntled old man at the same time. Yeah. I, the, the, the one thing I am proud of is that I can still kick my kids ass in video games just saying well you're a geeky nerdy dad that's me <laughs> <laughs> all right here's another tweet from somebody who wrote i wish i had two lungs so i could smoke weed while i'm smoking weed <laughs> <laughs> oh deep thoughts i'm gonna breathe in and take that uh, uh, uh. I'll, I'll just go. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that's what I was waiting for. <laughs> you you were setting up for the crickets? Wow. I, I was, man. You know, I don't mind a bad joke. I don't either. I, I, I like to laugh at my own expense. So I wish I had another set of lungs so I could smoke weed while I'm smoking weed. This person likes to smoke weed <laughs> a lot. Not another set of lungs, but two lungs. Oh, <laughs> two lungs. Which they do. That's that's even better. <laughs> I missed that the first time. I wish I had two lungs. No, it goes in both lungs, dude. Same time, simultaneously. That's how it works. <laughs> Here's one. Uh, you know, a lot of the newer cars have the dual zone climate control. And uh, yep. that way you can adjust, you know, your temperature hotter and your passengers lower, whatever it may be. And uh, somebody put theirs, the heat, all the way up, and so it says passenger high. And uh, they quoted it, Jason is driving me, and I'm sitting passenger. I hella thought the car knew I was high. (laughs) I hella thought. (laughs) I hella thought the car knew I was high. I was like, uh. You get that little, little twitch of paranoia. Right. It's like not only is Facebook listening, but now the car is too. <laughs> wow. No, it's that can happen. I wonder if they had an edible before that, because uh that sounds like edible high. <laughs> <laughs> so-
so does this one. Somebody writes, one time I got so high, I opened my door to my room and it squeaked and I thought my door was crying. So I gave it a kiss and said, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) Adorable. Oh, see, I'm looking ahead at the next one. Missed the pun. That's all right. My, uh, my happiness doesn't hinge on the drums. Paying attention that time. <laughs> all right. Let's go. <laughs> all right. This next one, uh, it's a picture of the uh, digital thermometer on an oven set to 390 degrees. And uh, the quote says, I asked my cousin what time it was. And this guy <laughs> looked me in the eyes and said, it's 10 till 4. He thought it was three three ninety, which even then is still I, not a time. I, I love that show, Ninety Minutes. <laughs> uh, wow, uh, I've may or may not have done something similar, but uh, I would never admit it on this show. Okay, all right. Um, we'll, we'll get it out of you one day, I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think about you 100 minutes every hour, girl. I just... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> 28 hours a day. That's a... Man, how much time is that? That's that's like a... That's, that's like a Mercury day, a day on Mercury. Is Mercury bigger than Earth? I don't know. I think, trying to, I think no, Mercury's closer to the sun, so I think a day would be shorter. How long would a day on Jupiter be? I was, I want to Google that. Let's. <laughs> you, you do that, and I'll go on to the next one. <laughs> okay, sounds good. <laughs> All right. Uh, somebody on Twitter writes, I never actually been caught smoking weed, but I'm pretty sure my parents know sober people don't give goodnight handshakes. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Say that again. I was, I was Googling how long is a day on Jupiter. <laughs> says i have never actually been caught smoking weed but i'm pretty sure my parents know sober people don't give good night handshakes wow good night sir and we've all been there like you know you're never quite sure what to do and you just put the hand out and hope yeah for the best. social norms obviously all of a sudden get a a little blurred yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, there was no pun there. By the I, way, I day, was anticipating the pun. And I was like, wait a second, maybe not. No, look, man, I'm not a one-trick pony. Okay, don't put me in the box because I'll break out of that box <laughs> and I'll and I'll break that box down and I'll set that box somewhere between the trash and the recycling, hoping that someone will put it in the proper receptacle. All right, <laughs> that's what I'll do. You put me in the box, okay, man? I'm like a I'm like a box breaker. <laughs> You're like an onion. You just have layers. So many layers. I'm more. I'm more like a, a, a butt cake. <laughs> well, folks, two layers. Okay. As we head into the break, I'll leave you with this. Just saw a very stoned young man in the 7-Eleven look at the selection of chips sadly and say, "There's too many of you." Option paralysis. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a thing. Well, folks, we're headed into the long break. Go ahead and stick with us. Listen to the news. Take a potty break, and we'll see you in a few. Fuzzball. 
Yeah. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this weirdness. Back and thank you for sticking with us. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 18th, here with my co-host Ryan Wink. Ryan, how you holding up so far? Oh, I'm holding up great. I uh Googled how long is the day on Jupiter during the break. And my mind was blown. Nine hours and fifty-five minutes, just under a third of the day of an Earth day, and it's the biggest planet in our solar system. So I'm I'm assuming it spins fast. Dropping knowledge, dropping knowledge. I would have thought it would have been, you know, a day would have been, I don't know, 36 hours, maybe the equivalent of two days in you know, ours, but uh, that thing's got to be flipping around the sun pretty quick. Flipping around the sun, and you mentioned it rains diamonds somewhere on some planet? On one of the planets, yeah. Let's go. Let's go to the videotape. <laughs> Forget that Australia trip. Let's go to that planet that rains diamonds. (laughs) Get paid, man. Man, that would be nice. Come on, Musk. There you go. Yeah. If anybody can do it, Elon will, right? (laughs) All right. Well, folks, this is the interactive portion of the show. At the end of this segment, we want you to call in on the topic. That number, 844-790-TALK. That is 844-790-8255. Toll free from anywhere in the world, even if you are stuck in quicksand and just got to get that call in, you can do so. It'll be on our dime. So the topic for today's call in is movies that made you cry. Now, for me, prior to having kids, I'm pretty sure I didn't have a soul. Uh, Didn't matter what movie I was watching, stone face, no issues whatsoever. The moment I had kids... I am just a blubbering idiot, and especially when it comes to Pixar movies. Um, you know, something about movies where um, you know there's sort of a, a father-son interaction, a tender moment. Forget about it. Right? I just lose it. And the most recent one is probably uh, the Disney Pixar movie Onward, which uh, you know had uh, Chris Pratt. Tom Holland. It's basically about them trying to uh, reconjure their uh, dead dad uh, for 24 hours and the journey they take to do that and uh, forget about it. By the end of the movie, I was just sobbing. I never saw that one. It's a good one. It's on Disney Plus. So uh, if you don't have Disney Plus, Ryan, maybe uh, somebody will DM DM you that uh, password as well. Well, there's five uh, viewers right now, so if anyone wants to DM me the uh, Disney Plus <laughs> login, I would gladly accept it. I'll uh, I'll check that out. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a good one. The other one for me was uh, the Lego movie where, uh, you know, towards the end when Will Ferrell comes down and, you know, with his kid playing Legos together, I don't know what it is, just couldn't hold it together. 
you're trying couldn't hold it together you're trying to put the pieces back together at the end of the lego movie <laughs> i guess that was an unintentional pun on my part but uh yep i caught it what about you ryan are there any movies that just get you every time man i was thinking back there's a movie i saw i was younger obviously when this came out but legends of the fall really Do you remember that movie yeah oh, with yeah, brad I mean- pitt I mean, that was there was so much tragedy that befell that family. Elliot from E.T. dies in World War One. <laughs> his brother brings his heart back in a box. Dad has a stroke. The wife of the other brother dies from a bullet ricochet. I mean, there's, there's a lot of sad moments in that movie. There is. A classic movie. Right. <laughs> if you haven't seen it. If you, if you if you want to cry, that one made me cry. Another one I saw, it, it made me a little misty recently. Was that movie Lion? Have you seen Lion? No. It's um, it was about this Indian kid, and he gets lost. I think at a train station, and he ends up at this orphanage. It's this whole story. He ends up being adopted by a family in Australia, and he comes back as an adult to find his family in India, and. If, if it don't get you misty, you ain't got a soul. Just turning on the waterworks. I Yeah, you know, I cry. Well, I won't say I cry, but I sometimes, if I'm in a mood, the slightest things will just set me off. I heard, I was driving recently, and Girls Just Want to Have Fun came on, <laughs> and I started crying. Because <laughs> it speaks to you on that level? It just, you know, I just got a little nostalgic, and then I just started thinking about the mortality of everyone, and I just got a little... <laughs> it's It was a chain of events that I didn't think girls just want to have fun would set off, and I don't know why I'm only speaking in this voice. I think it was I think it was the Florida Man segment that mm-hmm. just kind of pushed me into this, but I will bring it back to my normal West Coast non-regional diction voice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I get misty, Christian. I, You know, I'm a, I'm a sensitive man. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Real men cry. That's right. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a real man a lot of the time. <laughs> it's funny. My uh, ex-wife was like uh, that scene in Dumb and Dumber where they're watching the uh, Pac Bell commercial and bawling their eyes out. I mean, if the commercial had the right tone, it was enough to just get the tears going. Yeah. And was this immediate? Was this when... You know, you, your ex was pregnant with the kids, or no, no, just about any time. Oh, it was after they came. Oh, no, I'm wondering when you got a soul. Oh, for me, it was after the boys uh, were born, and you know, interacting with them, and you know, just being a father, and it changes you. It changes. Yeah, you. I imagine. <laughs> I imagine it does. I I have nieces and nephews and godkids. Uh, changed me in a way, but I, you know, I know that being a parent is. In this case, grew your soul and a conscience. It did. It did, and I'm a better person for it. But, folks, we want to hear from you. Movies that made you cry, 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Call in now. We want to hear, you know, it, it could be... Anything, you know, maybe a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, just gets you in the heartstrings. But, uh... In any case, give us a call, 844-790-8255. When we come back, we'll get to your calls. Don't go anywhere. Mm 
To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Thursday, June 18th. Got to clear my throat. This is the segment of the show where it's time for you guys, the listeners, to shine. Give us a call right now on our call-in topic of movies that made you ugly cry. It's 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. We want to hear from you. Uh, You've heard from us. You know what makes us cry, but uh, we want to know uh, what pulls on those heartstrings for you guys. Uh, Pulled up a list of some of the uh, biggest tearjerker movies of all time, and uh, while we're waiting for some of those calls to come in, uh, let's go through a couple of those and uh, see where they land on the uh, sob scale for you, Ryan. Uh, The first one being Titanic, which uh, I think everybody in the world has seen at least once. Uh, James Cameron movie starring uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, and then uh, you know you get to the movie toward uh, the point towards the end of the movie. Spoiler alert: where uh, Jack is in the water, f- slowly freezing to death, and uh, Kate Winslet's Rose has to let him go. And uh, for you, Ryan, is that something that uh, that got you, or was it uh, more like for me, where it's like there's room on that door? He he'd be fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that may have got me. I saw that one in the movie theaters, and, uh, I don't remember if I cried or not, but it was definitely a sad moment in uh, movie history. I'll never let go, Jack. (laughs) She let go. Kate Winslet's a liar. She sure let go. Yeah, she did. And, spoiler alert, he dies, and he sinks to the bottom. I don't know if he sinks to the bottom, but he sinks out of sight. Yeah. Right after she let goes, let's go. Let after goes. she promised, she, let's let goes. After she promised, she wouldn't. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was and one. Then, that was one before I had a soul. And when that moment happened, I uh, inexplicably uh, laughed out loud. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna guess you probably laughed, but I, I would say that Titanic is probably one of the most famous tearjerker movies. Yeah, yeah. Here's in, in history. Here's one. Um, and actually reminds me of a story that uh, was living with my older brother uh, during college for a period of time. And he went over to the movie store and decided, you know, I, I want to pick up something that's lighthearted and happy. So he picked up the movie Life is Beautiful. Based on the title, Ooh. you wouldn't know otherwise. Um, it is the Oscar winning writer director starring Roberto Benini. And, uh, you know, the, the moment that uh, gets most people, you know, Benini convinces his boy to hide in a metal cabinet until no one is in sight. Then, as he is marched past the cabinet at gunpoint, he plays soldier to avoid alarming his son. Nothing prepares us for the gunshots that follow. Um, even just saying that gives me goosebumps. It's... Yeah, that was uh, that was definitely a tearjerker. I remember watching that. La Vita Bella. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> yeah that was... Whew. He did, he did so good in that movie too. He won an award, and I remember. Do you remember that? Yeah. I actually did watch that award show, and he stood up on his chair. It was like a, such a beautiful. He seems like such a sweet guy, Roberto Benigni. Oh, totally. And uh, and I I don't know if he really did anything after that of note, but uh, you know he was the biggest name for a little while, and then just sort of disappeared. Totally, but that was yeah. If you haven't seen that movie, it it, it will. 
probably pull some tears out, but it is, yeah, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, and it's not an upbeat, happy movie, contrary to the title. No, no, it's not. But he, I mean, he just kills that. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, he, he does really good in that performance. <laughs> words matter, Ryan. Words matter. I know. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Speaking of words, there are two words alone that are enough to start the waterworks. The movie title, Old Yeller. Ooh. That's a doggone good flick. Ooh, and that's a doggone good pun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good movie, wow. and you know the ending that nobody saw coming. You know, you figured, oh, you know, most movies happy ending. Nope, rabid dog gets shot in the back yard. Spoiler alert <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen the 1957 movie. 1957. <laughs> That's when it came out. Yeah. That's the year both my parents were born. <laughs> Shout out Joe and Sarah Wink. <laughs> there you go. Folks, we're going through uh, movies that are tearjerkers, make you ugly cry. Uh, we still got time for your entries. Give us a call right now, 844-790-TALK. That is 844-790-8255. Don't be shy. We're pouring our hearts out here. No reason you shouldn't. All right. Uh, next movie up is I am... I, I can't stand Nicholas Sparks movies. They are contrived. They are all the same, cheesy as hell. But one in particular does tend to get the ladies going on the heartstrings, and I'm talking about The Notebook. And uh, obviously at the end we find out uh, that she has Alzheimer's and that uh, he's been you know, telling her the story over and over and over again to help her remember. And, uh, you know, you can't go on a date to watch The Notebook and not expect an ugly cry from somebody in the party. I never, wait, was that 50 First Dates you just described? <laughs> no. <laughs> the Notebook. Oh, a real tearjerker, 50 First Dates. Right. He's got he's to make her re-fall in love with him every single day. No, I actually never saw The Notebook. That's so sweet. Uh, is it? Is it sweet? <laughs> uh, you know, I did see it. it. It is the better of the Nicholas Sparks movies, but uh, still, still a tough watch. Yeah, it's sad. Did you cry? I did not. Again, it was before I had kids, and so I had no soul oh, at that point. Yes. Right. Okay. It was yeah. pre-kids. Would would if you had had your kids, you think you would have cried? If I had had, um, if you had had them. Boy, that's, I don't know. I don't know, because most of my emotional movie moments come from, like, father-son, parent-child relationships, as opposed to, um, you know, trying to help a significant other remember their life. So, I don't know. I don't know. I might Relatable have to stuff. Away. Relatable things exactly. you can relate to. Exactly. Well, uh, the good news is we do have a caller. Who are we speaking with? It's Kendra. Hey, Kendra. How hey, you doing? Hey, Kendra. Hey guys. We're talking ugly cry movies. What is your entry? Well, if you guys don't discuss Marley and me, you're really like, you're just short a box of tissues, is what you are. <laughs> That's another one like Old Yeller, where you think it's going to be a happy movie about a dog and it just ends tragically. And uh, that is another one that pulls on my heartstrings when it uh, relates to animals or dogs in particular. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got that big, ornery yellow lab, and every yellow lab I've ever met is exactly that way. And 
oh yeah entire box of kleenex just gone like tearing it up like blubbering like a baby oh yeah and they spend the whole movie basically just endearing you to this dog so that you love it, so that way it pays off the moment that uh, they have to kill the dog in the movie. Aww. And, uh, oof, yeah, that is a turn. Yeah, spoiler that, alert. Right. <laughs> yeah, spoiler, spoiler <laughs> alert. Folks, if you haven't seen this movie yet, then uh, you, you deserve to have it spoiled. <laughs> well, K- Kendra, we appreciate it. We always love your input, up both on uh, you know Facebook comments and when you call in. And uh, look forward to hearing from you again. Have a good day, guys. Thank you. You Thanks, too. Thanks, Kendra. All right. Yeah, that's a good one. Wasn't even on the list, but I'm so gra- glad that she brought that up. Uh, one that uh, Ryan sort of mentioned earlier is uh, E.T. Uh, and while it related more to the actor who was in, in E.T., E.T. itself had a, uh, a pretty tear-jerker moment, uh, obviously, when uh, E.T. flatlines and, uh, you know, they're trying to... Uh, bring him back from the dead. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, just that whole sequence, you know, where they come in and they, they're on the, the space suits and they take them and he's just, what, what is He's kind of dying of a broken heart. Isn't that what's happening? Yeah. Because him and Elliot, they're so connected. And then there's that plant that's connected to him too. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of good symbology there, but yeah, he's, he was so sweet. Elliot. Was, <laughs> yeah, that really, uh, when I saw that sequence, my heart said, ouch. <laughs> That's a good one. Here's one. Here's a movie that I forgot about that actually, when I was younger, I did cry after seeing it and uh, was a really tough one to see. Uh, my Girl, when uh, Kevin McAllister from uh, Home Alone gets stung by all the bees and dies. Oh. oh that one just, oh, that got me. Oh. I was going to mention that, actually. Yeah, that was, you know, that's a great kid. It's like one of those classic 90s, like, kids movies as well. You know, the music, the actors. You got Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis. And, uh, yeah, and Macaulay Culkin, obviously one of the most iconic child actors from our time. Mm. And who was, who was the little girl in that? She was great. Oh, what is her name again? Um... Her name was v- Veda or Veda in the uh in the movie yeah i forget the actress's name and she's popped up in some more recent television show projects and um i don't know just drawing a blank i think that's how i discovered uh bee allergies actually <laughs> from that <laughs> i didn't really know it was a thing that people could die from well and it's funny you say that because uh it's a movie that caused my fear of spiders talking to spiders earlier uh, arachnophobia Really? That movie? That movie. Oh, oh, arachnophobia is what caused your fear of spiders. Yes, yes. So. Oh, yeah, I, 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 same page. <laughs> that, that, at, who was that? That was, um, who was in that? Dumb and Dumber, Jeff Daniels. Yep, and um, uh, John Goodman had a part in that as well. Oh, as the exterminator? Yep, yep. That's right. Yeah, yeah that definitely uh, sparked my fear of spiders as well. <laughs> Have you revisited it? I haven't, but I heard it holds up well, and that it's actually a really funny movie. Is it? Is it? It's it's comedy, huh? Yeah, yeah. So I'll have to go back and watch it. But uh, as we head into the break, probably the biggest tearjerker movie of all time, Sophie's Choice, 
where Sophie has to choose between which of her two young children she was going to hand over to the Nazi officer uh, to be sent to the death camp. Ooh, being a parent, that would be one of the worst feelings in the world. I, I couldn't even imagine. But uh, that does it for our tearjerker movies. Hopefully you guys enjoyed, but stick with us. We have another installment of the Phoenix Tank coming up where we go over Kickstarter gadgets and those that we would invest in. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be back in a few. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. Ryan's playing a little background music for you guys there. It is Thursday, June 18th. Uh, We have set up a 24-hour day seven-day-a-week voicemail line that, you know, maybe you just missed our topic, our calling topic of uh, movie tearjerkers, just those movies that get you in the heartstrings, and you want to call in and let us know what it is, well, you can do that. Give us a call on the Phoenix line. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or for those of you who uh, just can't stand the alphanumeric characters, 855-336-4973. Like I said, any topic, you can just check in, tell us how you're doing. Keep it entertaining. We'll put all those together and put them out in a future show. Now, in this segment, as we do periodically, we want to uh, take you into the world of Kickstarter gadgets, find out uh, what my co-hosts, in this case, co-host Ryan Wink, might potentially invest in. This is our highly derivative take on Shark Tank. We call it the Phoenix Tank. Up first, and uh, Ryan, you'll see these popping up on your screen here in just a second. We have the Protect H, world's most powerful toilet UVC sterilizer. They were seeking a $5,000 goal up, and they uh, made $14,021. No, $14,021. There we go. That's how you say it properly. And the description Have you ever thought of how you can ensure your toilet? is absolutely clean. It goes without saying that the importance of a clean living environment for human beings, um, that is not a complete sentence, so uh, they might want to go revisit that. Toilets can seal up to 100,000 bacteria. No matter how you clean it, you can't keep it clean for long. Well, Protect H, one-touch smart sterilizer built in 10 UVC lights to completely and eliminate 99.99% of bacteria within 60S on your toilet don't know what seconds that uh maybe 60 seconds that sounds uh they have 60 s probably I'll say pro- sec- yeah. it's seconds <laughs> it is designed with circular and full coverage of toilet seamlessly and consistently sanitize your toilet seat inside and out to make sure it's bacteria free at any time so i ask you ryan you know are you sick and tired of scrubbing the bowl is this something that would make your life a little bit easier does it remove stains? That's a good question. I doubt it does. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that perhaps, uh, you know, you get that little ring around where the water line is. It might prevent yeah. that because that's, uh, you know, the growth of bacteria. 
I mean, I've lived, I'm going to just say 25 years on this earth. <laughs> and, uh, hold on. I've been, hold on. We, we, we need, uh, Oh, 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 wow. Wow. Really? Yes. Look, I look, I look great. Okay. I, I don't look a day over 25. I don't care. I don't care what you say. I don't care what drums you play. So I have survived 25 years on this planet without needing UV lights on my toilet. And I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, uh, you know, I'm not a little crazy, but I don't think that has to do with the uh, hundred plus bacteria from my toilet. I think I just, I don't need it. Like I'll, I got a little toilet brush, got a little cleaner spray. That's, that's all I need. I don't need some fancy schmancy UV light on my toilet. Basically nothing a little elbow grease can't take care of. A little, it doesn't even require that much. You know what I mean? What I mean? What What do you? I I would not invest in this just because I just don't feel it's necessary. Although it might be a good investment just due to the fact that people are getting lazier and lazier. Right, right, and it'll keep your butt safe from coronavirus. So it has that. Going is that for a, it. is that a thing? I have no idea. I mean, people okay. were going out and buying toilet paper and masks, so you never know. Yeah, I'll take a bidet over this. Yep, yep. All right. So uh, sounds like Ryan, you're out. I'm out. Fair enough. All right. Let's move on to the next one. So frequent listeners of the show know that uh, Tony and I are the geeky, nerdy guys. We love video games. Ryan, do you ever dabble in video games from time to time? I have one of those uh, old Nintendos. It's not even old. It's the newer one with just hundreds of games on it. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a a regular Nintendo guy. Okay. Psych Bite, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, Fair enough. Well, this next one is for the parent who wants to disappoint their child on Christmas. It is the Paper Trek game console. They are seeking $5,000 and so far have raised $190. And the description is, game consoles have become overpriced and overly technical. It's time to go back to the basics with the Paper Trek. The Paper Trek is shaped like a regular handheld game console with a slick black design that makes you feel like you're holding a high-tech game system. Get ready for countless hours of fun with just a pen and paper. The Paper Trek lets you play games like Tic-Tac-Toe, Hangman, Battleship, Connect 4, and many more. You're limited only by your imagination. It's basically a handheld console game clipboard. (laughs) Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, You know what I love most? I love uh, disappointing children. (laughs) Oh, could could you imagine being a kid opening this up on Christmas? You're like, I got a Nintendo Switch. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, I think first it would be good. You hand them the pen wrapped up. Open that. Oh, it's a pen. Okay. Then put that to the side. Okay, open this one next. Then they open it. Now... And then let them figure it out. You could see the disappointment slowly coming across their face. (laughs) And then... You like you know you use the pen with that, and just watching the absolute disappointment. It was like uh, this fishing trip I went on with my dad in Alaska, and uh, there was this. It was uh, there was this fish taco spot that we were passing there in the past. He's like, 
he's like, oh, we're going to pull over and uh, get some sandwiches up ahead here. And so all of a sudden he just veers off to the shoulder. And I'm like, what are we doing? He's like, I'm like, where's the sandwich shop? He's all getting sandwiches. I'm like, where's the sandwich shop? He's like, nope. He pulls out these tuna fish balls with oat nut bread wrapped in foil and just like throws it at me. (laughs) And then he takes a picture of me whilst disappointed eating the sandwich. (laughs) That's what the paper track feels like to me. So as much as I like disappointing kids and brought up trauma, no, I will not invest. Probably a good call. I, I think you can save yourself a few bucks. I think for Christmas, I'm going to buy my boys a uh, ream of paper and a package of big pens and essentially accomplish, of, <laughs> accomplish the same ream, thing. I didn't know what a ream of paper was till I started watching The Office. That's how I learned about it. <laughs> wow. I'm sure your kid, what is this huge brick-like thing that here, here you and your brother drag it in here because one of you ain't strong enough. <laughs> well, that's a ream of paper, boys. <laughs> Back in my day, we used to ride on it. You could make airplanes and and, and draw pictures and and pass notes. <laughs> uh, why, why, why? There's a whole whole world of opportunities you can do with this ream of paper. The sky's the limit, boys. <laughs> well, like you, Ryan, I think I'm out. Cool. Good to know. All right, let's move on to the last one. Uh, This is one that I think would be right up your alley, Ryan. It is the Origami Bottle. It's a revolutionary space-saving bottle. Uh, They are seeking $15,000 and have already raised $52,467. The uh, description, the Diefold Origami Bottle, is the most compact, stable, and elegant collapsible bottle, and it is also uh, kickstarting a bigger reuse, refold revolution. It is the flagship product that comes out of our collapsible design technology and opens up a whole new foldable, reusable world. And if you can see the picture, you can see just how much it folds up. For me, I think it would be the perfect uh, uh, product for traveling with. But does it have to be empty to fold like that? Yes, yes. You know, the the laws of uh, space and volume won't allow... (laughs) (laughs) wow the water to be folded as well cool thanks for that yeah it's uh it's still early okay even though we've been we're an hour and 45 minutes in on the show it's still early christian okay (laughs) but fair enough i appreciate that uh that that lesson so okay so explain to me how you're using this christian so this would be something for someone who's going camping maybe going on a hike, they've got a small pack, maybe a fanny pack, and, uh, you know, they fill it up with water, and then as they drink it, instead of having to put an entire bottle away that's empty, you fold it back up, and it saves space. Okay. Okay, all right, I'm starting to get it here. Uh, It looked like a shampoo bottle to me (laughs) on the thing, so I was trying to figure this out. (laughs) But you, you make a good case. You make a solid case. I think uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and invest. What? How much? How much do you need? Uh, retail price is thirty nine dollars. Oh, retail is thirty nine. Yep, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Ryan is out. Well, folks, that does it for another installment of the Phoenix Tank. Uh, I'm going to post these up on our Facebook uh, page, Christian Phoenix Radio. That way, you guys can take a look, and if you want to invest. 
by all means. When we come back, we're heading to the last segment of the day. It'll be This Day in History with Mr. Ryan Wink. Don't go anywhere. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. Well, folks, we've made it to the end of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Thursday, June 18th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show, want to go back and catch up on one of our previous shows, you can do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and podcast link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can get audio and video from there. Or head over to wherever you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart. Leave a review. Subscribe so you always get the latest episode. Tell a friend. Sharing is caring. And it looks like you guys have been telling your friends because our podcast numbers have been skyrocketing recently, which we want to truly thank you for everybody who listens live, goes back, watches the video and replay, and of course downloads the podcast. Well, we are at the end of the show, as we do each and every day. We like to drop a little bit of knowledge while making you laugh a little bit. Ryan is here with This Day in History. Crossing the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's This Day in History with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink. That's right, folks. It's the end of the show, sadly. But it is time for This Day in History where I look back in time and relay what happened on this day. So let's get straight into it. I like this one <laughs> just, just because you'll see. It's, okay. it, on this day in 1878, five monks at Canterbury report something exploding on the moon shortly after sunset, only known observation. So basically, five monks at Canterbury saw something or report something exploding on the moon shortly after sunset, and it's the only known observation. <laughs> and that's the entire piece of history. Well, you know, monks are famous for uh, making their own distilled brews. Uh, uh, you know, they're responsible for scotch and whiskey. I wouldn't be surprised if they drank a little of their own medicine and had a uh, sort of a shared vision. A little, uh, what's that, absinthe? A little absinthe, yep. A little Friar Tuck uh, making uh, a view in the moon. Oh, well, I have a little Friar Tuck of that right there. All right, man. <laughs> They're also responsible for that sweet haircut where it's oh. it's it's like the bald man hair. It's like what my hair would look like where it <laughs> straight and grew out, but it's it's curly and bald, bald. up here, long around here. I, I think we need to bring that back. Well, give me three months. <laughs> Ready, go. (laughs) All right. Also, on this day in 1872, Susan B. Anthony attempted to vote in the 1872 presidential election when women were still not allowed. She was not allowed and was fined $100, which in 1872, I looked it up, and it's over $2,000. Wow. I mean, I, I think you would have to give a pass to Susan B. Anthony. Well, you would think so, but that this must have been a motiv- motivating uh, force or one of them. You know, obviously, just 
women not being allowed to vote in general, but I'm sure that just uh, lit the lit the fire even further, which eventually led to women's suffrage and women's right to vote. So Susan B. Anthony, she was 1872 too. She or 1873. She was. She's a trailblazer, and the reason she got her face on a coin. Yep, Susan B. Shout out. <laughs> All right, on this day in 1923, Rev. <laughs> Gentlemen, start your engines. Check your cab. Put its first taxi on the streets. <laughs> that was the last minute. I <laughs> wow. Yeah, check your cab. Put its first taxi on the streets in 1923. Yeah, we'll go catch a taxi cab, see? And check your cabs still exist to this day, and I think they still drive the same cars from 1923. Yeah, it's uh, it's a dying breed, the old taxi cab. Uh, I don't know how much longer they will be around but they're still out there i mean they, they have strongholds in what new york yeah i metro, mean much mostly new york i think big union presence but uh you know with things like uber and lyft coming in it's uh it's slowly dying i mean it it is more convenient and it's cheaper yeah i uh you know and then you don't have to not tip them to their face and when you get into an uber or a lyft most of the times it doesn't smell like a dead body's been in there for 34 years yeah it's it's less awkward it is yeah it's just a less awkward ride (laughs) unless you get a real chatty uber driver Mm -hmm. like get the hit like if i headphones sometimes you just got to do the headphones or just look down at your phone so they don't try to talk to you or one word answers yeah, yeah, and hopefully they get the hint. I like the ones that have the little menu on there where you, you know you can pick your experience and you just tell them, "Hey, number one, okay, don't want to say anything." Or oh, number four, you I know, haven't seen that. Let's talk about the uh, script that you're writing. <laughs> I drove Uber for a while in LA. I did too. I did too. And, yeah. And, uh, glad I'm not doing it now. We'll yeah, me too. I had some crazy experiences. Yeah. The the guy with the machine gun tattooed on his face was a fun one. <laughs> I wonder if he's buddies with uh, the guy who has the spider tattooed on his face. They could be. They <laughs> cut from the same cloth. Exactly. <laughs> All right. On this day in 1928, talked about this yesterday, her taking off, American aviator Amelia Earhart becomes the first woman to fly across the Atlantic Ocean Landing at Burryport, Wales. So she landed. This would have been a successful flight of hers. Spoiler alert, she disappeared. Yeah, it doesn't end well. Now, you know, we've been talking over the last couple of days where, you know, the, the stuff I look up, you know, may miss what you're looking up by a day or so. But I swear we did the same this day in history like a month and a half ago. I think, I think it was just another Amelia Earhart story. Okay. It may have, yeah, I think. Um, there is a good possibility she made more than one flight. Yes, I would <laughs> I would say there's a very great possibility of that. Okay. And, uh, you know, judging by her fateful end, it was probably more, and, and our story a couple months, or a month ago, it was probably more than two. Maybe it was three. Either way. I mean, that's, that's just fact. <laughs> that's just cold hard facts right there we, we just did a lot of research <laughs> i love internet researching these days well especially on wikipedia where anybody can go on at any time and 
change facts at a moment's notice. Don't don't they have to be reviewed? You would certainly think so. But there's Did a... you hear how high my voice went? <laughs> Do Either they have I'm to lying, be reviewed? I'm very excited or I'm full of disdain. Don't you have to review that? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, on this day in 1940, General Charles de Gaulle on BBC tells French to defy Nazi occupiers. Probably, probably a good call on his part. Yeah, I would say so. Good on you, de Gaulle. <laughs> if uh, if uh, life is beautiful and Sophie's choice or any indicator of how bad the Nazis were, <laughs> they were bad. <laughs> I wonder how long uh, France took to come to that decision. Like on the well, one hand, they make great oh. cars, but on the other hand, they're killing a lot of people. <laughs> well, the French, man, they got steamrolled. They got steamrolled, and I was watching a World War II documentary. This moment was so maddening because the, uh, the there was the Blitzkrieg going on. Mm. The German tanks were just. They were storming into France, but they got caught in a traffic jam with themselves on some road. Were they on and, the 405? <laughs> yes, exactly. For our L.A. listeners, right. that, that's, some, that's some good comedy right there. <laughs> Never not traffic, ever. <laughs> so basically, the someone, I think it was to the British, reported that, like, yo, the entire German fleet of tanks is in a traffic jam, go bomb them now, and they didn't listen. Oh. And they didn't listen, and then they got out of the traffic jam and just, like, took over France. And they had, there was a, there was this, this moment where they could have destroyed basically 90% of the German tanks. Wow. And because someone was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, that'd be okay. All right. Oh, we- oh poppycock. We've got, we've got about 35 seconds left, so uh, any This Day in History you want to drop on us before we head into the end of the show? Let's just do our weird holidays. Okay. Uh, it's beautiful outside. It is International Picnic Day. I like it. Also an outdoor event. It is Go Fishing Day. Go fish. Just did that with my dad the other day. We didn't catch anything. <laughs> and I usually like to leave on a positive note, but let's leave on this crazy note. It's International Panic Day. Everybody panic. All right. We are at the end of the show. We'll see you tomorrow. 